I V M. You're listening to TFG Football. Hello and welcome to another episode of TFG Indian Football Podcast. Uh, we are in December. And in December, it means a few things if you're following uh, Indian football. Uh, it means that in ISL, the top four picture starts becoming a little bit more clear. In I-League, you start to see a proper leader in terms of the title race. And December means derby time. The first of the derbies almost always happens in December. And... Uh, all three are happening. So get excited about this month. Kevin is joining me over the phone. Uh, how excited are you, man? We are getting into the business end, isn't it? It, it is the best time of the year. You know, it's where you can start getting your predictions on. And uh, you might just get it all wrong. Yeah. But the midway point is always you know, a good way to understand how the teams have done so far. Mm. Uh, but mainly, you know, it's about surprises. You know, the surprises that has uh, that that has led us to seeing you know, a couple of teams being see, being there sitting at the top, but can they continue? Can they you know, keep that consistency there? Usually, it does not you know follow through whatever we know we talk about. But again, I League is something that always excites us. You know, it's always been running down to the wire in the past couple of years, and yeah. this year also looks the same. You know, it's heading the same direction. Mm, oh, Chennai City FC have been. They just they just ramming everybody through. They emerge as the unlikely leaders once again. Like I think uh, we are in for a surprise, uh, uh, you know, title scenario in I League for the third time in a row. ISL, of course, nothing surprising there. But uh, you know, it's it's interesting. It's interesting when when Chennai and FC, uh, you know, at, they have their back to the wall and they're facing ATK at at home, and we have a goal fest where ATK just through with, of course, two more penalties and a lot of question over the referees and all that stuff. Yeah. It's interesting. We we can still see uh, you know uh, a good fight developing between uh, Jamshedpur, ATK, and Mumbai City mostly. And meanwhile, uh, Delhi Dynamo's and Kerala Blasters fans have ulta banners and all that stuff. Uh, but good good uh, stuff happening everywhere. We are having uh, a couple of uh, interesting games happening in Indian football everywhere. But first of all, let's get down to one of the more weird uh, things that have happened in the past week. Bengaluru FC fans. Like the Westbrook Blues, you know, uh, the connoisseurs of uh, Sangskari chants in Indian football, right? Uh, the the cleanest mouth people and the most gentle uh, supporters uh, of the uh, Indian football uh, scene, they were just fined. I mean, uh, Bengaluru FC was fined, of course. Bengaluru FC, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, not yeah. not the fans themselves. Uh, you know, it's, <laughs> it, that wouldn't be that fair. So Bengaluru FC were fined fifteen lakh rupees for quote unquote repeated misbehavior from their fans which is mostly west block blues and i just can't can't get my head around this man like are, are you in with this like they chant a little bit uh, and you get a couple of expletives thrown in and suddenly the uh, club gets fined i mean does this i don't i don't understand are we, are we uh, heading towards a fan culture or is this the end of fan culture what we you know what do we expect from what do what do you want football fans to come and do in a football match? Come watch, fully support your team, and you no, know, it's all part of the game. You can't have a match which is going in one direction. It's mm. it, it is you know 
there's a little bit of controversy there's a little bit of indecision there's you know it's indecisiveness everywhere mm-hmm. it's not with the officials it's not with the club management so there you know this is the flavor that you have in a football match and it all comes with the sound with the uh, just imagine the crowd coming in watching the match quietly just going home does that <laughs> even mean anything to palestinians so you are talking about abuses for hurled at the referee it's to all players as well now you can't be just saying you 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 can't uh, just uh, tone down your voice uh, uh, not not hurl uh, abuses to your officials it's 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 all in the blood of the football fans and i think that is one reason that gets everybody excited you can abuse everybody and and it's not going beyond a point where it can be uh, considered as disrespect or you know misconduct it's mm-hmm. really is this part of uh, being a fan yeah i mean uh, i just don't see th- what this shows when uh, you know a fan group uh, is singled out and a club is fined because uh, you know some of them uh, chanted tr referee uh, or cough referee stuff like that see it just shows that people who are doling out the fines or who are in charge of this whole disciplinary procedure they don't really understand how football culture works you know it how how far back do you have to go to understand that this is a part of the game like in 1930s 40s we still had gullies in the stadiums okay in in the 1970s 80s we had violence in the stadium and i think this this distinction has to be made is that as long as this is verbal as long as you're just saying something and you're not actually actually throwing a missile into the pitch or you know beating each other up outside in the streets as long as it's just verbal and you're not actually hurting somebody it should be okay because you you you're yeah, going it into can be, yeah. it can be you know it can be considered as uh, something malicious if it uh, no takes a, a racist tone hmm. or it takes a tone that really hurts uh, somebody's sentiments uh, i know sentiments uh, no hurt and yeah i mean i mean yeah racism but, right <laughs> right you know, it's, it's just senseless that you know this is being brought up and and in a way you know i feel it's it's a way to curb just the rising of uh, some some, some i would say some some sort of respected fan groups over here you know we're talking about numbers we're talking about uh, isl you no know, we've not seen uh, fan culture in isl so bengaluru fc is coming in with a good strong base uh, good strong home support even the traveling uh, blues you know they, they carried it from the id to the isl and they should be just thankful that there's you know excitement being brought into the isl it is you know so many banter that that uh, that come up because uh, bengaluru fc is it i'm not really you know in support of any uh, particular fan group and this year to add you know to, to the point that it just adds flavor to what you're watching it's part of the entertainment that you get to see yeah i mean i just don't understand because i have a problem with this uh, presentation of isl you know it's like Dude, most of the leagues in the world uh, happen on the weekends for a reason uh, because uh, it's it's in stadia supporter oriented. ISL and now I League are both uh, you know presented as uh, daily t- TV operas that you sit down and watch uh, every evening, uh, and uh, it's it's supposed to be uh, you know distilled and uh, sanitized and sanskarized because uh, you know the entire family is supposed to sit at seven thirty p.m. and watch a football match because anyway all the TV serials are boring. So so they are actually trying to fight the TV serials with football, which point A is uh, a stupid thing to do. Point B. 
is that how can you really control a mob because that's in the end what uh, these uh, fan groups are i mean even in the uh, the the fan groups of uh, fc goa or kerala blasters or north east united that uh, you know came up uh, during the uh, you know original isolera the original eight even they had their bad moments like dirty moments like remember uh, i think adil nabees or uh, or some one of that uh, indian origin or pakistani origin player who was playing for uh, delhi dynamos who was uh, uh, playing a semi final game uh, in goa and uh, when he was being subbed off uh, they you know the, the crowd was abusing him and he was showing their his middle finger to the crowd so it's not like bengaluru fc are the first people who did it I, anybody who's been to a kolkata derby uh, going back to uh, to 50 60 years you walk into that stadium you know that today i'm going to hear 30 uh, expletives right about me and my family or whatever you don't take it personally because nobody means it personally they see like you're wearing east bengal shirt or mohan bagan shirt so you are the enemy so they just say some things to you you some say some things back to them that's it and referees like they were abusing referees that is supposed to be the one thing where all the fans are united right like you always re- abuse the referee no matter even if he's getting everything right he gives a penalty <laughs> against you he, the referee is supposed to like the referee, referee is there to get abused right from the fans yeah. so i think this also must be part of the training that the referees give around yeah i mean yeah it's wrong way but but it, it's very natural to happen that the referee is everybody's enemy yeah and and they they are actually taught that that you should never take it personally because the referees are hardly even named you know when uh, uh, you know when these uh, things actually this is this is what they te- teach the referees that if in the next day's newspaper your name does not appear you have done a great job right because they are supposed to be anonymous and uh, they are representatives of the system who takes the fun out of it and and every fan has that idea that entire system is against my club you know the referee is giving bad decisions against my team and uh, it's going to take away our points and uh, hurt our chances that's what happens and you see that uh, you see the angst coming out uh, every, almost every single game right and uh, and guess guess why this became an issue guess why the whole uh, audio of them shouting tr referee came uh, came to television it's because star sports came and put a mic in front of west block blues that did not happen <laughs> that did not happen in i league days that does not happen in afc cup still the chant gets through sometimes and you know they have had a history of like uh, those kind of chants so why do you put a mic in front of them and amplify their voice if you are so scared of uh, some naughty words being heard on tv right it's it's just it just does not i mean yeah, it, this is going beyond i would say this is too professional you know, it's, it's not professional it, it's it's paranoid it's going no we we've seen uh, the similar case happening in uh, the i extreme as well earlier <laughs> uh, i i remember santosh kashyapera <laughs> when the yellow brigade was up for it and this yeah. loud and clear you know what they were uh, what sentiments they, they wanted everybody to hear mm. and it was very much vivid when uh, this is part of uh, the culture uh, that you know, somewhere it was being 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 generated mm. uh, again we we had rivalries in the i league you know back uh, uh, from the time bengaluru fc has been there even way beyond that so it's not that this is the first time this is happening in indian football this is going on since generation and you know, just to put a cap on that just to put a gag on that is not right and i, I don't think this is 
professionalism in any way. It is, you know, if it does, you know, as we as we said, if it's taking a malicious uh, angle, if it's you know really going in in a direction where uh, it's some religious, it's some racist, then you can obviously you know put in the section that that's the. Otherwise, this is this this beyond uh, understanding. You know, why would uh, fan be fined because of abuse is being heard to the referee. Yeah, seriously, I mean, I, I don't know, maybe they were just uh, uh, AFF disciplinary committee people looking for a uh, you know Christmas bonus or something uh, and it's going to come from Bengaluru FC this time. Yay! <laughs> uh, holiday season is almost here. But uh, in the end, you know, I mean, people were watching EPL last night, like Derby Day was there in EPL. Arsenal and Tottenham supporters, like towards the end, 85th minute, the Tottenham supporters were going out and you could see them having this exchange with Arsenal supporters that, uh, you know, they were they were gesturing with their fingers, with their hand, you know, making that uh, all, whole uh, scenario, <laughs> presenting it. It was pretty vivid. You think, you think Tottenham is going to get fined for that? You think Arsenal is going to get fined for that? It's, it's stupid to just, uh, you know, even... Uh, have this discussion anyway uh, but that's what we are living in and uh, th- that's the s- situation we are living in uh, that uh, and sometimes the disciplinary committee just overreaches you know, it's easy for them uh, to get control of things uh, in the other clubs as well you know mm. uh, we, we, we've known uh, Bengaluru FC are most dominant uh, in, in the fan culture over there at least uh, they are right there so it's a soft target I would say you know, just uh, get behind uh, the most popular fan group one of the most popular in the ISL, and everybody follows suit. You know, you 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 find them, you find them for doing something that you don't like, and everybody is going to be you know just uh, possibly in fear of uh, getting to find themselves and all all. It's uh, not going to happen. It's not going to yeah, happen. Football it's, game it's is the one place where you don't have to worry about uh, your mouth being dirty, your mind being dirty. You, know, you just put out your frustration and uh, you enjoy the moment. It, it's it's all about having an unadulterated experience, uh, you know, being in the moment. And if you have a censor out there who's saying you can't say this, you can't say that, then, uh, you know, then the soul just gets taken away. And I, I'm, I'm, I have news for those AIFF disciplinary people that Indian football has a dirty soul and every fo- country's football culture has a dirty soul and that that's the reason why football is popular because fan cultures are allowed to be uh, you know uh, edgy and uh, and just just testing the limits of what is uh, acceptable uh, societally you know with their flares with their pyro uh, sometimes uh, a couple of fights outside the street which which is not to be uh, you know uh, encouraged but it's a factor, you know, East Bengal and Mohan Bagan uh, derbies are, uh, you know, that exciting because you know when you're walking into the stadium, today I might get thrashed and it may be, it may not be my fault. And, and everybody who goes there accepts that possibility. And, and that's what like makes it one of the most memorable days of the year every single time you go. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a thing that has to be dealt with maturely, right? I mean, you have to allow room for some stuff to happen so that the worst stuff does not happen, which is, which is what I was talking about, you know, drawing a line between the verbal abuse and the physical abuse, right? So I think that's that's the way it, it will have to come down to, you know, just, just learn from England. Uh, 
Okay, so uh, that's the that's the first half of the show. We're going into a short break. On the other side, we have uh, discussions on the I League and ISL title races. Wait, ISL doesn't have a title race. It's tough for this. Uh, we'll we'll just go into that. Come back. Hey, it's been another great week on IVM Podcast. If you're not following us on social media, please, please, please make sure you do. We're IVM Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Our Instagram page is actually pretty interesting. The stories we do are the team and what they're doing on a day-to-day basis. And, you know, they're pretty kind of fun. Take a look at them. Let us know what you think. This week on Cyrus Says, Cyrus's guest is writer and journalist Namita Devideal. She talks about how she got into journalism, her background in Indian classical music, and her upcoming book titled The Sixth String of Vilayat Khan. On The Seen and the Unseen, Amit Verma's guest is a cricket commentator and journalist whose voice most cricket fans can identify. I hope you guessed that is Harsha Bhogle. He spoke to Amit about the evolution of Indian cricket, its rise, and the changes that he has witnessed over the years. Really, really great episode, and we're really excited to have Harsha on the network. Please definitely check it out. We also launched a brand new show called The Paperback Podcast, hosted by Racheta Sharma and Satyajit Roy. Every week, they'll talk to industry experts about five of their favorite non-fiction books. The first episode featuring Apurva Damani of Artha Ventures is out on the 5th. On the Rediscovery Podcast final episode of this season, Ambika and Hosha talk to Pankil Shah and Sumit Kambir. They talk food, travel, and the secret ingredients to a decade of managing Indian restaurants. Pankil and Sumit were also participants in our other show, The Kolaba Cartel, so definitely be a fun conversation and definitely check them out. And with that, let's move on with the shows. Welcome back. Kevin, you remember last week you were talking about whether uh, Chennai City are going into, uh, you know, just just running away with the title here in I-League. And I said, just let's just wait, wait one more week because Mohan Bagan were about to play Chennai City. And if Mohan Bagan had won that game, the table would once again be open, right? And if Chennai City had won that game, I was ready to come here uh, today and concede that, yeah, this, this league is going to Chennai City. Of course, not, neither happened. Uh, Mohan Bagan were leading uh, then Chennai City had a late surge they hit the post once then uh, after all like towards the end they got the goal and it was a 1-1 draw what a game intense and it did look like both the teams were going out there knowing that this result was going to have a big impact on whether they're uh, gonna have a trophy at the end of the season or not isn't isn't this what makes like a, a proper title is interesting? It's like you're the sixth exactly. or seventh round. Already people are just going out there and playing knockout type games, right? Exactly. You know, when you know everything is riding on each of the games, you're going to play it as if it's a knockout game. Yeah. So it really, you know, it's the small things that matter. And and when you play head to head, obviously, you know, it does come down uh, if the goal difference is tied. I, I think mm. uh, that is what it is. Uh, so. Yeah, so it's also a possible question. If you are able to run out, run away with the league, and you're not able to get the best uh, from one of the strongest contenders, you really know how will be custom now. If mm-hmm. you can't beat uh, one of the title contenders, are you really you know deserving of going ahead and uh, taking all, all the share of uh, the happiness that you want? But Tennessee are doing it all right over here. You know, they're not uh, sitting back. It's not defensive. It's not. Uh, Playing against the opponent, uh, they're they're coming with a plan and they're executing to it perfectly. And the best part is, uh, you know, we're looking at the team which is not very old. Uh, we're looking at a team that has improved mm. season after season, and uh, this has been what the third or fourth season. Just look at the quality, uh, the small small changes that they made in the squad. It is just make faltering and learning and coming back stronger. That's how Chennai has been over the three, four years that we've seen them. And mm-hmm. coming back to the game, ah, Tony Norde, you can take a bar for that, that, that superb, brilliant finish. And 
No, it just doesn't let you go. You you feel okay. Sunil already gets in the goal, and they're running away with the with with, with this game. But in actually, are so strong in the second half. They're just so close to getting that uh, that that winning goal. But it, it this is this is the beauty of leagues, and this is mm-hmm. the beauty of you know having and giving all out in every game that you play. Yeah, well, a uh, few things were exposed in that game for Mohan Bagan. One, uh, you know, they they used to have a really good uh, fitness trainer, and they let him go, and they're still not back at that uh, place which they were like six games into the season, and you're still not uh, acting like a ninety-minute team in a uh, in a title uh, on the. I mean, literally, the trophy was on the line in that game, and and you're still not, uh, you know. Managing to keep up your uh, pressure for ninety minutes—that is something they need to look at. Uh, I don't know if they can like uh, get a new fitness trainer or something like that. They are already doing some stuff. Like, uh, I mean, this is this is not confirmed, but apparently Subrata Bhattacharya is gonna join the uh, club uh, as a technical director. So, does this mean that the officials have lost their uh, uh, you know uh, trust on Shankarlal Chakravarti and just putting somebody on top of him? We don't know. We don't know. This is not even confirmed yet. So let's see how uh, this uh, plays out over the next few days. We'll know uh, before the derby because the next game for them is the derby. So a lot of shit is going to go down before that. Second was Sony Norde played against Churchill Brothers, and I said he was not ready. He he did not. I mean, it was not part of the general plan to field him from the start against Churchill Brothers. The only reason they gave him ninety minutes in that game. Is because they respect Chennai City so much that they did not want the Chennai City game to be a comeback game. They wanted him to like have a tune up, right? So, so that that's what was so apparent when Sony Norde came in against Chennai City. He was fresh. He was just raring at it. Like all the all the ring rust that you get, you know. Like uh, I'm using a boxing term here. But when you've been out and you have not been getting full games. Uh, and you, you've had a major injury and you're recovering. One or two games are supposed to be there where you're not expected to perform at hundred percent. And Churchill Brothers' game was just that. And he he got his minutes in. He he got back into the groove. Came back in. Just just the crosses that he was sending from the left, and it it just seemed like either Kisika just did not have a uh, have enough of a partnership with Sony Norde. He was not there at the exact position that he needed to be to convert those chances. Or I don't know what what else, man. But yeah, that's that's what was uh, happening. So many chances uh, went begging for Mohan Bagan. They should have uh, taken the lead in the first half. Uh, early in the second half, they got the lead. But but in the end, the the story is all about Chennai City, isn't it? Like yeah. five Spanish players in their uh, starting eleven, and and just look at look at the way. I think Chennai City are a case study in how much a club can transform. From one season to another, the same thing happened with uh, Izol FC when Khalid Jamil joined them as a head coach. Here they are bringing in uh, Agba Nawaz, a Singaporean head coach who has always been a title contender everywhere he goes. Doesn't matter, man. Uh, he he's always there in the top two, top three. He goes there, and by the way, I remember this: Chennai City appointed him right after the season ended. Last season ended, so he had a huge build up. Right, uh, and and he was allowed to uh, you know have the final say on the signings. He built the team uh, in in the way he wanted, right? And and this is why oh. like they they made uh, history by signing two foreign goalkeepers. No Indian club has ever done that before. He understood what 
needs to happen in order to like just just get through it in the end this is a one goal game right it, it most of the games you you win by one goal you are uh, getting three points and uh, that's going to uh, you know come come back and it's going to it's going to uh, give you the title if you keep doing it so that's that's what he understood most of the indian clubs don't go for foreign goalkeepers this guy did because he understood the uh, you know those those five chances that the opponent gets and you have a better goalkeeper who's uh, had a good uh, experience everywhere and he saves most of them uh, maybe better than the indian goalkeepers that are available to you that's he's he just got you one extra point right or two extra points so he i i i have no words for uh, you know words fail to praise this guy the way he has uh, just turned this club around they were one of the bottom teams last time this time they were calculated they did not uh, panic they are going uh, in kolkata against a team like mohan bagan no panic no tension they will uh, on the verge of losing the game they did not seem like they are playing out of their natural game right they they just uh, kept you know ramping up the pressure over the last 20 minutes slowly yeah, the tenacity that that is the beauty about them you know uh, if you notice and uh, they don't switch out towards the end they don't go defensive yeah so you are uh, against mohan bagan at their home ground mm-hmm. again there was a possibility that they could you know go back uh, into the defensive shape and just stay there for the second uh, you know close to the close to the final uh, 10 minutes mm-hmm. but they did not you know, they, they they wanted to be there at it And they keep pushing, you know. They they did come close as well. And it was anybody's game till the yeah. end. It could have been, you know, just one one mistake away, one deflection away, and that that just shows the strength of Chennai City. You know, that's holding back, just giving all out in every game, and that's you know, true true uh, characteristic uh, characteristic of of somebody who's aiming for the title and not just the easy way. Exactly. Going the hard way. Yeah, I mean, usually you see uh, a team that has been losing uh, to Mohan Bagan uh, in Kolkata, and they get a goal in 81st minute. The first thing that the coach thinks is like, okay, 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 now let's let's get this one point because one point is enough for us. They were not just letting it up; they were going for a second goal, which was exposing them for uh, Mohan Bagan just going through uh, a counter with Pintu Mata or somebody or Sony Nordi. Sony Nordi was dropping back and uh, he had uh, a few chances where he was just leading the counter from the left. Mohan Bagan could have gotten a second goal simply because they were pushing too many men forward. But Chennai City just didn't didn't care. They wanted to win this. They wanted this to happen and wow, I mean, hats off to the the sheer daringness of, of what they did out there. <laughs> Right, so that's what's happening in Chennai City. Uh, or, <laughs> I like man, it's become interchangeable at this point. Uh, Chennai City are on seventeen points from seven games. Uh, second in the table is Churchill Brothers, who are on just ten points after six games. So that's a potential four-point cushion uh, if Churchill Brothers win the next game. But interestingly, here is. Uh, it's east bengal who are on 6 points from 4 games so if they win the next 3 their uh, points go up to 15 which means the potential cushion that chennai city are enjoying at the moment is just 2 points so it looks you know that the table looks like all over the place you know chennai city just going away with the title at this point but uh, seriously man it's it's just not over yet you know there are yeah. uh, two cl- two clubs who are within 
touching distance of Chennai City and and no matter what happens no matter how many games they keep winning Chennai City just cannot afford to drop points at this point you know they have to keep going isn't it yeah i think i think uh, they, they surely have a plan uh, probably you no know, push harder in the first half of the season and then look how things stand and then probably change uh, how they approach the the lead or the comfort uh, the comfortable you no know, cushion that they have uh, toward probably another five games and uh, but it's good it's a good, good way to go uh, you know start pushing from the from the beginning to you know have a little uh cozier second half yeah uh, but will you go as far as saying this is chennai city's league to lose um it it looks clear as of now but again i think same thing jordan can you know, just dry down at any moment mm. at the moment they are the you know, only the second only this uh, one of the two teams that have not lost in this league uh, but you never know, you know uh, things sometimes they run out Uh, when you start a fresh in in the second half yeah well if if somebody who can uh, safeguard uh, a team against like a momentary dip in form which just ruins the season for them it's akbar nawaz you know the the kind of depth he has built into chennai city is just amazing i will also reserve my judgment till 16th of december when the kolkata derby happens right uh, east bengal are playing minerva punjab uh, on tuesday i think they've got another game before kolkata derby So if East Bengal win all three games, then it becomes an open race, right? Then it becomes a situation where uh, one loss from Chennai City means East Bengal can just take the win and go uh, go over them in the points table. And of course, Kolkata Derby is a title eliminator. Uh, we've we've had uh, a national league for twenty two years, and no team goes on to win the uh, league. after they lose the kolkata derby for, between mohan bagan and east bengal it has always worked as a title eliminator so if east bengal win the derby well they they are then in it they are uh, going for uh, the the title and this is going to go down to the wire again if east bengal start dropping points now and churchill brothers also uh, drop another point or two then yeah then then they just pushing chennai city over the edge here they they making it easier for them so we'll see how that goes every single match out there is going to be uh, you know going to have be part of that grand narrative that's playing out uh, with the title race in i league not so much in isl though uh, we've had a few draws we've had a few uh, games where it just seemed like uh, you know that the coaches are going uh, top 4 is not far away either top 4 is guaranteed or top 4 is not far away until the last few rounds so we can thoda bahut light le lenge idhar you know a, a loss as long as we don't lose we're not getting out of the picture so let's just keep going atk goa had a nil nil draw chennai and kerala blasters had a nil nil draw which which i think uh, was for kerala blasters they they needed to win but anyway jamshedpur north east united was a clear case of uh both being like oh we're in the top 4 uh let's just uh not waste our energy too much playing each other right so so what what do, what do you think of the last few games that we've seen uh in isl uh, no it it is when when it's the contrast when you, you know, switch from i league to isl talking about i league and i said uh you know we are not looking at you know kind of contenders we're looking at playoff yeah. contenders And uh, the race is again open. I don't think Delhi Dynamo is also out of sight. The playoffs race as of now. I think I think we can count Delhi, Pune, and Chennai out. 
Oh, so we're expecting to uh, continue seeing them uh, dip and uh, not uh, they, they just, It's not all. like it's not like they're fighting for anything, right? I mean, they they know they're not gonna make it to the, uh, make it to the top four. And there's no relegation, so they don't have any fear either. So it's it's like about coasting through the rest of the season, you know, and uh, and seeing a lot of ultra banners. Uh, I don't know what else is going on with them. So that's, that's something that uh, even the I League teams can follow. Maybe ultra banners upside down. Dude, no, uh, I League yeah. I League teams. If you're in the bottom, you don't you don't like just <laughs> let your uh, uh, let it coast because you are scared of getting relegated. Like Shillong Lajong, before the start of the season, I said they're not fine signing any foreigners. That's a clear relegation threat, and right now they're in the relegation spot, pretty firmly, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. I all uh, have a chance of uh, beating Real Kashmir and going through. So yeah, they they're in, actually in danger, and we will see. That being reflected in their game when they will be fighting for their survival, literally, and that's what makes those games games interesting. Right now, if yeah. if yeah. imagine Pune, Pune City versus Delhi Dana was like, kya hai, kyun hai, kaisa hai, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I think the main story of uh, the last couple of uh, games that happened in uh, the ISL mm. was uh, ATK shutting out uh, FC Goa. Uh, I don't know how that. That yeah, happened. that was FC Goa just not going out it, going at it yeah. because they knew like, like why, draw challenge. Why wouldn't they go after ATK when when you know you know uh, your top score that was uh, no up for grabs mm. just shifting away. So that two point drop is really you know hurting uh, FC Goa there. Probably they is want it? to finish uh, the playoffs with the top spot, but uh, Bangalore FC looks like running away with it. Yeah, but is it really hurting them? Like FC Goa, I mean. The the what do we know about ISL? The top team never wins the title, right? So if you're finishing second or third or fourth, you have a better chance of winning uh, the ISL uh, rather than if you're finishing first. And I, but yeah. I, I think that there will be a probably an announcement soon with all uh, Gurpreet Singh and uh, Sumit Chetri going all you know. We're just talking about the top spot not being given to the mm. AFC Cup spot not given to the. The league winner. I think that probably we can hear an announcement. We can expect that to happen, and that's where uh, Bengaluru FC are headed. Uh, they won't care even if they don't get the top spot, but they, all they want is the AFC Cup spot, and uh, probably that is the reason. You know, uh, FC Goa may, may not be too interested in uh, the AFC Cup spot, but they're looking at uh, getting into the the, uh, the the playoffs and probably you know, winning the ISL. So Bengaluru FC, you know, it's all different ways to. Uh, key things and uh, so again we're talking about you know a lot of uh, teams heading in for that uh, fourth spot you know that's easily gettable for even the even the eighth place team of Dr. Chennai City you know five points uh, ten points away from uh, the fourth spot but we you know it, it can be close uh, you never know there's a couple of wins uh, against the mid place teams it mm. uh, can just be a you know a lifeline for 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 the clubs at the bottom right. Mm, yeah, I mean seriously, true. Like mathematically, there is still a chance for uh, you know Chennai Chennai FC. I'm saying like Chennai City FC. Uh, but uh, seriously, I mean right now their next game is against uh, Mumbai City, and Mumbai City are a legit top four contender. Right, fourteen points from eight games, which means if they win the next two, uh, they they they'll be like. Just below uh, Northeast United uh, or or Bengaluru FC, uh, depending on uh, how those games go, it 
it's we can we can count them out like legitimately because uh, the alarm bell rang for them a long time ago right for the, for all these teams they played like 19 games each and if they have still not done it uh, still not managed to turn it around they're not going to do it now maybe if they make a few aggressive signings in the january window uh, but then again that uh, involves releasing a lot of players which no isl team ever does like nobody just changes their roster in the middle of the season uh, aggressively so let's see uh, how that turns out so that's what's happening uh, in isl Uh, some very interesting games coming up there is uh, another top four contendership game against uh, kerala blasters and uh, jamshedpur uh, fc that's on tuesday and it's going to happen in kochi so kerala blasters will be expected to go route right out and uh, route jamshedpur fc uh, if they want to have any chances because of course uh, manyapada are uh, thinking about uh, Uh, having an ulta banner like the lead animals fans uh, protesting against the team's performance asking for the sacking of david james and all that stuff so this is this is the platform uh, beating a top 4 team uh, breaking into the top 4 and showing that uh, you know they they still have uh, that chance they still have that uh, whole uh, possibility of delivering at the end of the season there's also northeast united hosting bengaluru fc which means maybe they will be fielding the reserves because what is the point anyway uh, so yeah all that stuff is happening mumbai city are playing chennai nfc that's going to be a big game as well uh, if mumbai city had to have any hope of breaking in there so uh, yeah you know what's happening in isl keep following will be bringing you more details next week as well but just as we were recording kevin something strange has happened and i don't know if if you have been like uh, looking at what i've been posting on twitter since morning i've actually just posted one tweet and and this is what i posted okay i posted the biggest irony of i league is that chennai city fc and minerva punjab fc have been the biggest beneficiaries of the increase in the number of foreign players something they opposed last year right yeah. is it and and am i am i wrong in saying that there is i know for a fact that rohit ramesh was pretty much bamboozled by how how it was thrown in right it was proposed uh, it, the proposal came from east bengal mohan bagan and churchill brothers and all those guys who were scared that they would not be able to get enough quality for indian players because isl was monopolizing the indian market through a draft right so they thought like their teams were going to be weak so the only way to make up for it would be to get more foreigners into the squad so they asked for it of course aiff being a little bit partial towards those clubs and th- them having more political clout went ahead and said okay chalo uh, kar lete hain pretty much uh, did a dubious process where other stakeholders were not properly heard from and they just more or less bypassed it and enforced it right then it it was at that point seen as a detriment to uh, clubs like aizol uh lajong chennai city fc minerva punjab fc who have been like producing some really good results with an indian core of unknown players who were uh, developed locally right and so so if you have a uh, if you are you know shifting the balance towards foreigners then they're supposed to be uh, in a weaker situation right so so that's what i said and what happened is that these clubs who pushed for more foreigners the whole thing backfired on them minerva punjab signed some good really uh, uh, smart signings cheap foreigners who delivered for them they won the league this time chennai city fc uh, overhauled their own system they have signed like five spanish uh, spaniards and another european player and suddenly they are the uh, you know they appear to be running away with the title so yeah they have benefited from it right it seems like though 
I really won't uh, yeah. go for a pro uh, against uh, what you have said, mm. but I I think uh, the clubs are right on their part. Oh, you, uh, you saw their tweet? Them replying to me? Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to get into that. Yeah. Uh, okay, okay. Just I, for I the context, have... just for the context for the listeners, uh, let me uh, uh, say what the official handles of those clubs have replied to me. Uh, the first one said... Uh, it's not the biggest irony. It's from Minerva Punjab FC. So they have tweeted, it's not the biggest irony. It's the second biggest actually. First will always be how a set of anti-ISL ultras changed their stance overnight after some news came in. So they're of course taking a dig at Mohan Bagan and East Bengal who were uh, all against ISL and then it seemed like, okay, they're not getting into ISL. So now they're not saying anything against ISL. So that's that's what is happening. Chennai City FC said... Uh, there, this is a personal attack and I take issue with it Rohit Ramesh you don't come after me personally whatever uh, Chennai City FC uh, have tweeted about me this comes from a fan of a team which started with 5 foreigners in 5 out of, of their 6 league games so far meanwhile Chennai City FC had 5 foreigners on field only one in once in 7 games irony both of them are right but Whatever they're saying does not negate my point, right? They were against the increase of foreigners last year. So, yeah, your point, Kevin. Yeah, so, let me go ahead. I'm not again uh, taking sides over here. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, my thing is, uh, <laughs> so you can uh, obviously oppose uh, about, you know, at a point where there's a discussion happening, where, mm. where you know, where's a, uh, you know oh, your opinion is being taken. So, you, you're, you're free to give your, uh, your thing, your consent about something. Mm. But you know, if if things are sanctioned and uh, that's how uh, the, the restructuring happened of uh, the, the increase of number of foreigners, mm. you won't sit back and you know just uh, go back to the point that you have been uh, uh, staging that we don't want to increase of because it's already you no, know, it's gone forward. There's no way sitting back and uh, uh, just going ahead with the point uh, that we will you know still go ahead and uh, stage a protest. Because once it's agreed on, you're free to do what you want. So mm. Like so like Lejong did. Mm. Even with having the option of uh, using by foreigners, they chose not to. Mm. So you're free to do it. And I think that, that's the club's free will to uh, uh, go ahead. If, if that is within the... Uh, um, if, if it's allowed, then uh, why not? You know, if, you, if you're choosing not to, again, it's the club's will to do it. Mm. So really, currently uh, the... This is something that you have to deal with uh, once you know um, fire up something. But, but, uh, it, it, it's a bigger issue that you would think, but I think uh, it's fair and square from the club side to go ahead and do it. Mm, yeah, of course. I mean, uh, it's it's ultimately up to the club. So many foreigners they're going to sign. Uh, what their uh, approach will be towards the season, and literally the tweet that I sent out was actually in a way was praising Chennai City and Minerva Punjab because they were put in a shitty situation by these East Bengal, Mohan Bagan and Churchill Brothers people who were, uh, uh, you know, trying to game the system to put them at a disadvantage. And they were like, oh, aisa karega. So they signed better foreigners and they have, uh, Minerva Punjab already have gotten a trophy and, an, and a place in the Asian Champions League out of it. And Chennai City might get to do the same. So... I don't know. I I don't know why they are actually offended by what I have said. 
sometimes uh, when uh, you know life throws uh, lemons at you you make lemonade and that's what they have done but anyway this is uh, going to become a drama for the rest of the day i'll be replying they'll be replying so it's, it's uh, so follow me on @directchiranjitoja if you want to uh, stay up to date with the drama and of course uh, if you uh, are listening to this podcast uh, on uh, youtube please like share subscribe you can listen to this uh, podcast on the ivm podcast app where all the drama all the best drama and non drama podcast of india can be found ivmpodcast.com uh, is another place where you can listen to this online uh, and uh, of course follow all the news uh, that are not uh, just drama on twitter uh, regarding indian football on the fangarage.com you can also follow uh, kevin at uh, Boza underscore Kevin is that still your handle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you changed it. You changed it for something else, I think. Uh, so yeah, yeah that's that's what is happening. Uh, next week we are uh, gonna be getting close to the Kolkata Derby, so we're gonna have some special stuff uh, coming for you. Uh, you know, just just set up for that marquee fixture uh, of the season. and uh, of course we will be inching closer to the international break and we will be discussing that as well because this league football domestic football is going to take a back step and we will be start building up towards the asian cup something that we've been waiting for for the last 3 years ever since india started that their turn around uh, in the soft championship 2015 we've been waiting for this to happen and india to take on the best in asia out there in uae so all that is coming up uh, from next episode onwards we will be keeping you abreast with everything that's happening in indian football uh, so thanks for listening do join us next week advertising is dead yep you heard me right advertising is dead we're all in the content business now Let's not call it news, TV, radio, etc., etc. It's all content, and we're in the middle of this weirdly exciting phase where all the borders and lines that have been drawn over decades has been swept away by this lovely thing called the internet. We're a show where we don't dwell on just the stuff that is now, but rather the wider stuff about advertising, media, content, and the whole goddamn circus surrounding it. Tune in every Tuesday for our weekly unboxing of the mystery box we used to call advertising. I'm Varun Dugirala, co-founder and content chief at the Glitch, and this is my new podcast, Advertising is Dead. How aware do you think you are of your laws and rights? Do you look up to laws when you are caught up in situations? Do you know what your rights are when you're stuck somewhere bad? Well, here's a show that can help you move an inch closer to being aware of what your rights are. Tune in to Know Your Kanoon with me Amar Rana. This is a podcast meant to answer all your law related queries. Catch Know Your Kanoon every week on the IVM website or the app or anywhere you get your podcast from.